This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. This is MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins edition. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. I'm joined, as always, by Rhett Bollinger. We are here at the Opryland in Nashville, Tennessee, and the Twins have done a lot of their heavy lifting before they even arrived here in Nashville, Rhett. Um, but there's still obviously some moves that could be made. One name we've heard really ever since the uh, uh, park edition was announced uh, is Trevor Plouffe, uh, as far as the trade perspective goes. What are the odds that, that Plouffe uh, is actually moved between now and opening day? Well, it makes some sense, obviously. Miguel Sano, big prospect, the third baseman. They kind of fill in that spot at third if they traded Plouffe. Kind of open that up. But at the same time, the Twins have been pretty adamant they want to keep Plouffe. I mean, uh, Paul Molitor has said explicitly he'd like to have you know, Plouffe back at third base next season, uh, which would mean that Sano would go to the outfield, which we'll kind of see how that goes. Obviously, Miguel Sano being six foot four, 260 pounds, you don't see that too often in the outfield. Um, but he is an athletic guy probably more than people even realize. Um, but, you know, for the Twins, I think they want Plouffe's bat. I think if you look at the Twins last year, we talked about it a bunch, but really the offense wasn't really that good outside of, you know, hitting up inside uh, runners in scoring position. I think, look at the overall numbers, the Twins need offense, and if they trade Plouffe, it's probably going to be for pitching. And then you plug in Sano at third, and then you got to figure out what they're going to do with the outfield. Obviously, they have some young guys in there, you know, Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, Eddie Rosario had a great rookie year last year. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where I think they'd rather keep Plouffe at third, try this with Sano in the outfield, kind of mix them in there, see if Buxton maybe needs some more teasing in AAA. Um, so I think they're trying to keep their options open. There's certainly a chance if the Twins get the right offer for Plouffe, they'd move him. Uh, but the more you talk to Terry Ryan and the more you talk to Paul Mulder, the more it kind of sounds like they really want to keep him. Obviously, it could be a smokescreen. They could be trying to maybe build some value, looking for the right deal. But they've been pretty adamant about the fact that they really like Trevor Plouffe and like to see him back with the Twins. He's got two more years left on his deal, or on his arbitration. So I think the Twins like to keep him at third base next season. That's interesting because a couple of years ago you wouldn't really have envisioned this conversation we're having right now. Plouffe was kind of seen as the, uh, the placeholder un- until Sano eventually gravitates towards, uh, graduates to the big leagues. But, uh, but Plouffe's, Plouffe's bat has come a long way. And, and to your point about Sano, maybe not the body type you expect for the outfield, but they like his athleticism and they really like Plouffe's defense at third as well. That's another part of this. Exactly. I mean, that's the big thing. Plouffe's turned into a pretty good defender there at third base. Sano, you don't really know yet. He missed a year, you know, with the Tommy John surgery. Uh, kind of set him back a little bit in terms of his development at third base. There's always kind of been that question if he could handle third base. Obviously a great arm. Like I said, he's more athletic than people realize. Uh, agile, but, you know, it's still uh, kind of a question mark if he can fully handle third base on an everyday basis. So that's kind of part of it, too. If they were to trade Plouffe, they'd have to really make sure that, you know, the Snow could actually handle it and be that full-time third baseman. Whereas with this, you know, they can put Snow in the outfield. It could be temporary. Maybe he comes back to third base in a few years or even next season. Um, but we'll kind of see how it goes. I mean, Snow. It is still a little bit of an experiment in the outfield. Uh, he's taken some fly balls and winter ball. He did a little bit during the season last year, but he still never ever played outfield in a game. So it's a little bit risky in that sense, um, but the Twins are pretty confident he'll be able to handle it and at least be average out there. Uh, but last year, it kind of seemed like one of the big things for the Twins was their defense in the outfield was much better than in recent years. You know, their outfield defense before that 
It's a little bit shaky, but having guys, young guys like Rosario, obviously they had Aaron Hicks last year before he was traded, uh, and Bucks, and they have some athletic outfielders. So I kind of think they can kind of figure they can get Sino out there. You know, Torrey Hunter was, you know, probably about an average defender last year. I think there were obviously some of the metrics that rated him as below average. So really, in a sense, Sino would almost kind of be replacing Hunter in the outfield. Yeah. Um, so they don't really need a, a plus defender there in that sense. Um, and anything more than anything, they're kind of looking for offense. Uh, and Sino obviously provides that. And with Plouffe, that's kind of a one-two combo there. And you add Park to this offense, and it, it does it does set up pretty nicely from a, from a power perspective, where the Twins could use, and they got rotation depth, where they could use some help. Still, is in that bullpen, uh, as we're here at the winter meetings and, and relievers, the, the top end of the relief market, which was thin to begin with, is starting to thin out even more. Uh, where do the Twins stand in their search for relief help? The Twins are actively looking for relief help, and that's kind of the big thing right now. But you're right, that top end of that bullpen market. I mean, guys are getting four-year deals three-year deals. I think the Twins are a little bit hesitant to do that just because it seems like relievers, you never know what you're going to get one year to the next sometimes. Obviously, some of the elite guys do have some consistent years, but you never know. You'll see some guys you know, that had you know, minor league contracts all of a sudden now are getting three-year deals. Um, so I think the Twins are looking out there. They'd love to get a left-handed reliever. We've heard names like Antonio Bastardo, Tony Sipp, uh, Matt Thornton, a name they're familiar with uh, from his days with the White Sox. Um, you know, and they, but they need a strikeout guy. They really need some strikeouts. This is a bullpen that ranked last in the majors in strikeouts. Um, but at the back end of their bullpen, they're at least they're set with, you know, Glenn Perkins, Kevin Jepsen, you know, potentially Trevor May could be back in the bullpen, depending on what happens with him, if he's in the rotation. So they have some options, um, and they have a lot of, you know, good minor leaguers in their system that are kind of coming up right now, hard throwers. Um, but in general, I think adding at least one reliever is pretty much the top thing for them. And they could do a trade, too. So we talked about Plouffe could be a potential trade partner. Maybe even Ricky Nolasco could be something they could try to move. Um, but I do think relief helps definitely in their top priority right now. And Terry Ryan in the past has always been reluctant to do the multi-year deals for relievers uh, externally uh, coming in, in free agency. But again, the way this market has accelerated, you could see them, the Twins having to perhaps get out of their comfort zone uh, if they are going to find somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think at this point, any reliever they're probably going to sign is pretty much looking for at least a two-year deal. I mean, even a guy like Thornton uh, is looking for a two-year deal. Yeah. You know, so he had a good year, Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at least two, looking for three. Um, so yeah, pretty much if they're going to go out there and get a reliever on the market, it's going to be for a multi-year deal. And you're right, that's not something the Twins have really done much at all under Terry Ryan. We've seen them spend their on starting pitching, you know, signing Ricky Nolasco to a four-year deal, uh, you know, signing uh, Irvin Santana to a four-year deal, extending Phil Hughes after his three-year deal. We've seen that, but we really haven't seen them go after a reliever in that sense. They've kind of always had those relievers from within. Uh, you know, in the past, you know, they had the kind of the core of obviously Joe Nathan and Crane and some of these guys' career. Guys were kind of, you know, they made some trades to get some of these guys, but. At the same time, they got at least kind of a core from within, and there were guys they signed on the free agent market. Uh, you mentioned the Nolasco contract uh, a couple years back. The Twins made a splash there. Has not worked out anywhere near his plan. He's still owed $25 million over two years, and there's reported interest in, in moving that contract, which is understandable because of their aforementioned depth. But, you know, at first glance, right, I hear that, and I'm like, there's no chance of moving Ricky Nolasco the way the last two years have gone. But then you look a little closer. I mean, high batting average on balls in play, low strand rate, uh, his velocity is, is, is basically intact uh, to where it's been in, in successful seasons past. So while it's not easy to move that money, maybe there is, especially with the way pitching contracts have escalated, maybe there is a, an opportunity to find a fit for him. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, they have to eat some money on that. You know, they yeah. talk about $25 million right. still owed. The Twins probably have to eat a decent amount of that money to move him. Um, but you're right, I guess with the way contracts have gone up, $12 million a year really isn't that crazy for a starting pitcher. But at the same time, this is a guy that, you know, last year, Really struggled to stay healthy. Right. Um, you know, had the ankle injury and uh, dealt with a little bit of uh, you know an elbow thing early in the season. Uh, the prior year was just another year that he really struggled. That first year in Minnesota, um, but the guy has a you know a pretty solid track record, especially in the NL. 
So we wonder if an NL team might be more willing to kind of take a chance on him. Uh, we've kind of talked about it a little bit with the, the Padres have kind of maybe been a match uh, because, you know, as an NL guy, maybe that park could maybe fit him a little better. He's familiar with the NL West, having pitched with the Dodgers a little bit. Uh, that might make sense. You know, maybe the Twins try to kind of one of those contracts or maybe they eat some of the deal or maybe they just kind of for shields, maybe they make a trade where maybe Twins can throw in a couple of prospects too and make it work where they can get a guy like James Shields who also owed a lot of money too. So maybe the contracts match a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, it's just going to be, yeah, Twins are going to have to find a taker who's going to be willing to take on that money right now. Uh, and one last thing, Rhett, just, you know, Park was obviously a, a big splash for this club. Uh, I know there were a few other clubs that, that got close to that posting fee that the, the Twins uh, were interested in, but uh, here, here at the meetings, are you, are you hearing any more about uh, people who have seen him play or, or just uh, how he's going to profile here in the big leagues? Yeah, I mean, talking to Twins people, I mean, Mike Radcliffe, uh, just this guy, they've been scouting him since he was a teenager. They've been scouting him for the last 10 years. Um, they love his power. I mean, they think that that power is going to play. Uh, this is a guy that, you know, hit over 100 home runs over the last two years combined. Uh, and the Twins feel like they got a good deal. I mean, I think it's about $24 million guaranteed when you add in the posting fee right. and the contract. But really for a power hitter, you know, a DH slash first baseman power hitter, it could turn out to be a bargain if he ends up producing. But uh, the big thing, talking to Paul Mahler, was last year the Twins in spring training played the Pirates a lot, so they got to see Jung Ho Gong with the Pirates. And in spring training, like Mahler said, he looked a little bit overmatched. I think the velocity and everything kind of was a little much for him coming from Korea. I think in Korea, the average fastball is around 90 miles per hour, as we know now in baseball here in the States. I mean, it's crazy how hard these relievers throw especially. Um, so I think that's going to be a big adjustment in that sense. But we saw Gong all of a sudden by, you know, maybe the first month or two a little bit slow, but picked it up. And he ended up, you know, finishing the top three in the Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, was a great player for the Pirates last year. And I think the Twins are hoping that, you know, maybe Park might have a little bit of a slow adjustment period. But they're hoping that once he kind of gets going, he'll be kind of a, a power bat in the middle of that lineup. Um, and they feel like he's a, a better actual overall hitter than Gong, but obviously Gong's more of a middle infielder type. Um, but the Twins believe that he's going to be a big part of their team now for the next four years. Although they do think it's going to take some time in spring training, maybe the first month or two season of the season to get acclimated. All right, that's Rhett Bollinger. I'm Anthony Kasperins. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. Thanks for tuning in. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.